Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. It's Thursday. There's Thursday night football. Hello. And, and it is a tremendous matchup. Canty, what up? What's up, brother? Not much. Man, we got a lot to get into today. Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert. I mean, it doesn't get much spicier than that, does it? It, it really does not. I and mean, maybe maybe the spiciness coming from the People Magazine article with Javel Bunch and maybe with Tom, Bra- Tom Brady's wife. Here's what we're talking about. You're going to get it in 10 minutes if you're unfamiliar with what we're saying. That's what we call a tease, my friends. That's right. We, it, it, make sure you hit us up at 888-729-3776, 888-SAY-ESPN. That is your Dr. Pepper call in line. We start with this matchup tonight. And quite simply, it's a phenomenal quarterback matchup as we know. And Justin Herbert can be the first guy to go into Kansas City and beat Patrick Mahomes twice. He's won twice in Kansas City already, but one of those games was the end of 2020 in a meaningless game for the Chiefs, and they played played Chad Henney. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for the 58 people who were adding me about that when we were talking about it yesterday, it's specifically beating Mahomes. But, Chris, yeah. what is a little more interesting to me in this bigger picture as we think about these two quarterbacks We also think about what the expectations are for their teams this year. And they're both, even though Tyreek Hill's gone, you still look at the Chiefs and you say, they're loaded. They're Patrick Mahomes. Look what he did last week. Five touchdown passes. He's not skipping a beat. Everything's fine. And you look at the Chargers, and they have so much offensive firepower, and they've improved themselves so much defensively. What could possibly hold these two teams back? And it's funny. I have a feeling that if he does it in the wrong spot today, you're going to hear this conversation a lot tomorrow. Can Brandon Staley actually be the thing that holds back the the Los Angeles Chargers this year? Why can't he be? That's the thing that yeah. I, I have a serious question about. I mean, we saw it in Week 18 last year when they played the Raiders in a win-and-end situation and how some of his gambles ended up biting them. Rather than trying to settle for the points and getting a field goal, he decides to go for it to extend the drive and get stopped. Ultimately, they end up losing that game on a field goal in overtime. If you look at the first half of their game last week against the Raiders, even though they came out on the winning side of it, there was a third and one when they got stopped cold in their tracks on a running play. They tried to line up quickly and go for it on fourth down with a QB sneak. Guess what happens? Turnover on downs. I'm just wondering at what point does the analytics gamble from Brandon Staley catch up to him at the most inopportune time that cost them an opportunity to win the division, that cost them an opportunity to win and get into the playoffs. That potentially cost them a playoff game if they do play January football. All of these are questions that are legitimate. Now, as far as his overall game management, I don't have a problem with it. He's better than his predecessor, Anthony Lynn, in that regard. But when it comes to the chances that he takes, I just question 
why does he feel like it's necessary to take those risks when he has a supremely talented quarterback and a supremely talented roster? There's one thing to have confidence in your guys to get the job done. There's another thing to just being silly and being married to numbers that just don't have the heartbeat of the game at, at all. Well, here's the thing, Carlin. If you have really good players, just keep playing the game. Yeah. Eventually, my really good players are going to win out. They're going to make more plays than your players. And so that's why I don't understand why you have to take that risk. It doesn't seem like it's necessary. But think about it in context of the other night. Like what we're what we've been talking about all week with what uh, happened in the Seahawks Broncos game and what Nathaniel Hackett did. Ugh. Think about that in a much grander scheme with Brandon Staley because I guarantee you this. You pick he picks the wrong spot tonight to go for it. This is the conversation on every show tomorrow. Is Brandon Stanley going to keep everybody going to keep the Chargers from succeeding? And the other part that I worry about is this: Does he now just keep doubling down, you know, on making these kinds of decisions? Is he the kind of guy that has to prove he's right on these kind of decisions? Mm. You know, and if that's the case, that's getting in your own way for the sake of your own. I don't want to use the word ego, but I would say. More for your own to prove yourself more. Yeah. To show everybody that you're not you're you're not lost on what you're doing. Well, you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. All right. And if you are a really smart coach and you have put together a really good team and you got a good scheme and good football philosophy, then guess what? That's gonna bear itself out in the way of wins, barring any unforeseen injuries. That's the thing that I always think about when you put it in its proper context and look at the division that they play in. Carlin. There is no margin for error in the AFC West. I mean, you could be talking about the best collection of quarterbacks since division realignment happened in the early 2000s. That, that, that's how good this division is. And so wins and losses, there ain't going to be a whole lot of blowouts in this division. I mean, even Chargers-Raiders Chargers was a one-possession game. So I'm curious to see what Brandon Staley does in the way of play calling and how he actually approaches it this season. Does he do something different than what we saw in his rookie year as a head coach? What is the new learnings from Brandon Staley from year one to year two? I think the growth of the head coach is as important as the growth of Justin Herbert to the success that this Chargers team is going to have this season. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. On the flip side for the Chiefs, Chris, their defense could keep them from really doing damage this year. Mm. And I, I'd be very concerned about that. Mm-hmm. I don't love where they are in terms of the pass rush right now. Um, are you sure? I, I am sure. Ooh. I am sure. And until I see George Karloftis step into the NFL and be a big factor, Kurt, let me put it to you this way. Does their pass rush, is it good enough to mask other problems? That's how I always judge a pass rush. Like, I think about when the Giants won Super Bowls and when some of these other teams have won Super Bowls and they yeah. can they can get home with four and they didn't necessarily have to blitz all the time and it allows them to do other things in the secondary. I look at the Chiefs. You've got Chris Jones. You've got Frank Clark. But let's be fair, has not been as good the last couple of years. He's had a couple of down years. Mm-hmm. And then you're, to me, you're kind of hoping after that. And we've also seen the Chiefs lose Tyron Matthew. So I'm wondering if their defense is just still in the learning to play together 
with a couple of new faces face, or are they not going to be that good, and the Chiefs are going to have to score 45 a game to win consistently? Well, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. That is a legitimate concern. Can they manufacture pressure consistently without selling out and bringing blitz every single time? Now, I will say this. They led the NFL in pressure percentage in week one and the total number of pressures while being middle of the road when it comes to blitz. They only blitzed 22.7% of the time. I think that was 16th or 17th mm-hmm. in the National Football League in week one. So they got the job done. And mm-hmm. Steve Spagnola finds creative ways to have simulated pressures, right? So he might bring four guys, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's bringing the four down guys. Right. He could be bringing Legereus Sneed off the slot and then dropping out Frank Clark or dropping out Carlos Dunlap, who I was today years old when I found out he was playing for <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. It could be George Karloftis dropping in coverage and go ahead and bringing Juan Thornhill. There are a lot of different machinations. He could be bringing Willie Gay. He could be bringing Nick Bolton. It's going to look different every single time in terms of how they put pressure on the quarterback. But if they can replicate what we saw in week one against the Cardinals, which is a relatively complex offense in the National Football League, then I think that gives them a chance. And if you look at what they were able to do on third down, they were pretty damn good. And so when you're going up against a team tonight in the Chargers, that was, I don't know, struggled a little bit on third downs in their game against the Raiders. I think it ends up being interesting to see just how far along Steve Spagnuolo can bring this new group in a short period of time because this is a litmus test for them. Yeah. Going up against a quarterback that's thrown 69 touchdown passes in the last two years. And look, if I'm going to have a, a lot of faith in a defensive coordinator who can adapt to his personnel – Spagnolo would be it. Yeah. I absolutely have seen that up close. But I, I do, like, if you're asking me right now, if we're sitting here in week 10 and the Chiefs, you know, they just have that look of a team that can't stop anybody, that to me is going to be the reason as to why they're not going to really make a, a long push toward winning a championship this year. Last year, they were representative enough. Mm-hmm. You know, they were good enough to do that. They didn't have to be off the charts. I just need mediocre or a little bit better than mediocre. A little bit better than mediocre. I'm not asking too much. Can I ask him to be a top? Can I ask him to be a middle of the pack defense? Well, I mean, right right now, right, again, right, right one, now they're a top 10 defense. Uh, okay, but that's one game. <laughs> yeah, and, I got you. And, and to be fair, they were blowing the Cardinals out, but they, the Cardinals are a good offense. That's a good offense. Yes. They were a playoff Look, team from a year ago. Listen. And, tonight, that, and they were in their own building. Tonight will go City a long way to quell my fears. Yeah. If they actually, let's say if they limited the Chargers to 24 points like they were limited to last week, yeah. that would go a long way to kind of show me, all right, maybe not so bad. What if they hold them to 17? I mean, I'd be impressed. You'd be impressed? I'd be thoroughly impressed, absolutely. Okay. Do the Chiefs all of a sudden become your favorite to win the Super Bowl? No. Do they jump the Buffalo Bills? No. Wow. Okay. No, not yet. Okay. I, I Listen. I can I can be reactionary with the best of them. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to be there yet. I'm not going to be there yet. So, in thinking about that, in saying how much growth you need to see from the Kansas City Chiefs defense, is the offense the one under the most pressure? No, because to me, the offense is going to they're going to do their jobs. I'm okay. not worried about that. Like, I, I'm going to be surprised if they're not scoring 30 to 35 a game. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm in generally speaking. Sure. I'm going to be surprised if that's the case. Gotcha. So I, I, I don't think there's pressure on a group with a, a future Hall of Famer and one of the great quarterbacks that we've seen in the last 15 to 20 years. 
That's what he is. No doubt. So I, I'm not going to put that kind of pressure on them yet. Because, it, like, I, I, me, do, I do put that kind of pressure on them, and I'll tell you why I put pressure on them. It's because it's up to Pat Mahomes and that Chiefs offense to dictate the complexion of the game by virtue of the scoreboard. Like, a big reason why that Kansas City Chiefs defense was able to be as effective against the Arizona Cardinals is because the Chiefs offense started that game touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. It was an 11-play drive for a touchdown, a 7-play drive for a touchdown, an 11-play drive for a touchdown. They had a possession in there where they punted, a possession in there when they fumbled, and then they scored another field goal. But, I mean, they only punted in that game twice. It's up to the Kansas City Chiefs offense and Pat Mahomes to keep the pressure on in order to make opposing offenses one-dimensional. Because if you allow Steve Spagnola to, to be able to roll out those exotic formations, those exotic personnel packages, he can make it hell for any passing attack. And mm-hmm. I think that's where the urgency from the Kansas City Chiefs offense has to happen tonight against the division opponent in the Chargers, who look like they could be the primary contender for him in the AFC West. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. And that's why I actually would put a little more pressure on Herbert tonight, because I think tonight, Ooh. tonight goes a long way to show America Justin Herbert. It does. You know, we're going to go into Kansas City. And but he host- always feel he, he almost feels like America's darling already, right? He, hadn't he made does. The, but he hasn't th- made the playoffs yet, and they're already talking about how he's a top six or seven quarterback in the league. Right. You know I, what listen, I mean? I'm so, sitting so, here yesterday saying I'd rather have him than Aaron Rodgers if I had to win a big game. And that's the point. Yeah. Uh, like he, he just he hadn't accomplished a whole lot but in that, the way of doing high-level winning. Fir- but this is the first chance he gets to do it. You think so? Well, not the very first, but a, a first okay. chance he gets to do it. In prime time. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and ESPN Plus. Be a part of the Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So where is the pressure tonight? Is it on the Chiefs and Mahomes and their offense? Is it on Justin Herbert? And what concerns would you have for either of these teams getting held back? Get on the lines right now because those lines are open and we are interested in talking to you. But before we do that, hmm, it's not often that we turn to People Magazine to be our source, our our beacon of information. But we got to, though. Right. We got to. So let's just refresh your memory for a moment. Earlier in the week, comments that Giselle made... Giselle Bunchen, who uh, you know is married to Tom Brady, uh, made to Elle magazine prior to the whole 11-day layoff and rumors that were flying. Uh, she said the following, just to refresh your memory in case you caught it, or in case you didn't catch it. Obviously, I have my concerns in reference to him playing. This is a very violent sport, and I have my children and would like him to be more present. I definitely had those conversations with him over and over again. But ultimately, I feel that everybody has to make a decision that works for them. He needs to follow his joy, too. Okay, so there's your quote. That sounds good. Right. Yeah. Now a source tells People Magazine, quote, She doesn't hate that he's playing football, but she sure hates the way he handled the retirement and coming back. He knows that, and he's doing what he can to smooth things over. He does know that this is his last season if he wants to stay married. 
end quote. Now, let's be clear. This is from a source. This is not the same as Giselle saying what she said in Elle magazine. But that's ominous, that last line. He (laughs) he does know that this is his last season if he wants to stay married. Yeah. I mean, big fella, I'm not saying that that training camp absence is because of all of this discord between them and him deciding to come back for his age 45 season. But, but. It welcomes healthy speculation. That's a possibility. Yeah. All I'm saying is that's a possibility. We can't pinpoint it. We're not in their marriage. We don't know. But but with all of this coming out this week, and then Tom Brady's you know post game comments and on the podcast with Jim Gray, it gives you a little bit of insight into the introspective Tom and how he's reflecting on what the commitment to play in his age forty five season is potentially costing him. See, this to me is, is that's a that's a different kind of pressure, big fella. Yeah, it is. Oh, listen, because now we're not just talking about two hundred and fifty pound defensive linemen trying to get at him. We're talking about you know things at home being unsettled because you made a decision to run it back with the Bucks for a third season. I, I don't, listen, again, speculation. I don't know how that all could have gone so poorly without many discussions between a married couple about it in, what, what, at the moment. So what you're saying is there probably wasn't much discussion when Tom well, decided but, he was going to come back. And, but what I'm really saying is, too, like, I'd be surprised if he just said, I'm doing this, knowing how the marriage works in my house and knowing how other people's marriages work. Like, these decisions are we. They are not I, for the most part. Unless, but Chris, you as a professional athlete can speak to this in another way. Maybe I missed something where that can be an I decision for somebody who's been nothing but in competition his whole life. Well, well, here's the difference, though, and what we're talking about and what the everyman deals with versus what Tom Brady is dealing with and other professional athletes. You only have a finite period of time to do this. Yeah. When you walk away from it, you can't do it again. And this will always be something that you look back on fondly, always be something that you miss. Like, to this day, Carlin, there is no feeling like running out of the tunnel. There is no feeling like getting ready to play against the other best football players in the world. Like, listen, getting married was great. It was an awesome feeling. I enjoyed my honeymoon, all of that stuff. Walking down the aisle was not the same as walking out of the tunnel in the stadium. It's just different, my friend. It's different. And to walk away from a game when you're at the height of your powers like Tom Brady is. Think about how good Tom Brady is. He's the greatest football player of all time. He's thrown 83 touchdown passes in the last two years. You're asking him to walk away from that while he can still do it at a high level, knowing that he'll never be able to do it again. More of his life has been spent as an NFL quarterback than not. This is what he knows. And you're asking him to walk away from it while he can still do, while he can still do it. Think about the possibilities, the potential regrets that he would lament if he walked away from it before he was ready, and how that would impact his personal relationships moving forward. Well, but think about it now, because I've, I'm, again, I'm guessing just looking at the situation from the outside in. When I hear him talk now, if he made that decision and just went and did it, he now probably has a better understanding of who that decision has the repercussions on, and it's not just him. And that's why we hear him say, there are more things in life. I got a lot of things in life going on. 
That's where I'm coming from on that. I think this is, he is going to be, to me, a fascinating story to watch all season long. And you wonder how this impacts his potential play, too. Because oh, you, I... you, you believe guys can compartmentalize a lot of things. Yeah. But compartmentalizing, th- you know, a situation revolving your marriage and your relationship with your wife mm. and your family, that ain't easy, boss. I know no. a lot of guys that have had to deal with that, and, and I will say this. It's affected how they've played on Sundays. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Then there's the on-field issues that the Buccaneers and Tom Brady have. We're going to get some more insight on that from the NFL Insider in just moments after Canty has this from Indeed. If you need to hire fast and hire right, you need Indeed, the number one source for hires in the U.S. according to Talent Nest. Sponsor a job and Indeed will help you attract, interview, and hire candidates fast. With Instant Match, you'll instantly receive a short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. You can easily schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from one place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit to get $75 toward your first sponsored job. Get started at Indeed.com slash credit. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Bucks have plenty of issues when it comes to injuries as well. As, as well. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus for the very latest on that. And all things in terms of the league, it is Adam Schefter, ESPN Senior NFL Insider, joining us on the phone. Adam, Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, we appreciate the time as always. So 
Where what is our latest with the Bucks with the list of injuries that seemingly is growing by the day? Well, Russell Gage was back at practice today. Uh, I think Leonard Fournette will be able to go. Uh, we'll see whether Julio is getting a knee injury. They had basically the entire offense listed on the injury report this past week. And, you know, that's, that's what the NFL season is. Listen, when, when you've got teams that basically sacrifice the preseason, which is what we've seen, the regular season, the first month of the regular season really becomes the unofficial preseason. And there are a lot of soft tissue injuries because guys aren't ready to go play 60 minutes and 65 or so plays the way that many of them do on the first Sunday of the season. So you're going to get hamstrings and calves and quads and things like that because these guys have not played in conditions like that in quite some time. And so I really think that the early part of the regular season has become something like the preseason, except the games count. Shefty, how concerned are the Bucks with the Chris Godwin hamstring injury? Well, they're concerned, of course, but you know, I, I think they recognize he's not going to be able to go this week. Um, and then, uh, you know, the question is how soon they get him back. I think that they're hopeful maybe the next week, maybe they have to see, can't rush these things. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's in season. It's, it's hard to do that. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you're concerned anytime one of your best players is hurt, but it's, 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 it's a hamstring injury. Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider with us. All right. Tonight, Patrick Mahomes, Settle this for us, this wrist thing that popped up this week. Where is he with that? He'll be out there tonight. We'll see whether it affects him. I don't you know, I don't think it'll be a terrible uh, effect on him tonight. I think he'll go out there and be Patrick Mahomes. I think he came into the season inspired. It's not going to prevent him from playing. Uh, the question is, forget about you know, return to play. It'll be return to performance. And something tells me that when the lights come on tonight in primetime, that Patrick Mahomes will perform again. So, uh, I, I don't worry too much about it right now, but but let's see how he plays with it. Adam, looking at the team on the other side of this matchup, their prize free agent acquisition, J.C. Jackson, is being labeled as a game-time decision. Do the Chargers expect him to play tonight? I, I don't think he will. I'll be surprised if he does. Now, again, he can go out pregame warm-ups, feel okay, and, and we could see him, but uh, the way it's been described to me is that it, it was more unlikely that he would play, even though he's – being listed as questionable. If we go back, he had surgery uh, this summer. He had the stitches removed from the foot last week, last Tuesday. So the stitches came out last Tuesday. If they were playing Sunday this week, I think we might see him. I think we will see him in week three. And maybe we will see him tonight. I just, I would be a little surprised. Adam Schefter, ESPN Senior NFL Insider, with us a couple of safeties Uh, Took it on the chin, so to speak. Uh, Jamal Adams and Justin Simmons. What's going on with these two guys? Jamal Adams, the Seahawks put him on IR a short time ago here this afternoon. He's not going to play again this season. I think everybody knew that when you heard Pete Carroll talk in the somber tone that he did about it being a serious quad injury. So that's a problem. And he's probably going to have to have surgery at some point in time. And we won't see Jamal Adams play again this season. He'll be out for the year. Uh, Justin Simmons, the Broncos, put on IR. Uh, with a thigh injury, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, the Broncos head coach and battle head coach, said that it's going to take some time there. So uh, you're looking at a minimum, minimum four-week absence, and it's very likely that it'll be even longer than that. Talking with ESPN senior NFL insider Adam Schefter on Kenny and Carlin. And Shefty, the 49ers this offseason were looking for a trade partner for Jimmy Garoppolo. They had moved on to trade Lance. 
Has the shaky start from Trey Lance in week one affected their position on Jimmy Garoppolo? Would they consider moving Jimmy Garoppolo this season? Well, sure. They, uh, of course they would consider it, but I think the, the, the key point there uh, is that would Jimmy Garoppolo consider it? Because it would have to be a team that would want him, that would essentially satisfy him and the 49ers in terms of compensation, right? It, it's both because they put a no-trade clause into his contract. So he gets to sign off on things. And essentially, it's a case where with that no-trade clause, he gets to be a little selective. So if they went to him and said, hey, you want to play in Dallas? I, I don't know that Jimmy Garoppolo wants to go play in Dallas by a shaky offensive line that's missing weapons. Does he want to do that right now? I, I don't know about that. So uh, it, it's a two-way street here. Both the Niners and Jimmy Garoppolo both would have say if he ever were to get traded. Do I think the 49ers would be open to it? Yeah. But it would have to be the right situation. They'd have to be the, uh, given the right compensation, and Jimmy would have to be happy with where he's going. So there's a lot that has to happen. That's not to say it couldn't happen, but right now, uh, nothing brewing. With that in mind, how much would their – I shouldn't say confidence because you can't go off of week one, and they obviously felt pretty good about Trey Lance. But would they need it to be reinforced in the next few weeks before they would ever entertain doing something like that? You know, they, they've made the move with Trey Lance. I mean, that that's their guy. And so they, they are happy to have Jimmy Garoppolo back, and he does give them a fallback plan. But it's not something that, you know, all of a sudden, and here's the deal. If they were 1-4, and 0-5, oh and, and the season's slipping, they're not going to make the plus anyway. So you, you want the young guy to get experience. He's the guy that's going to be there for a while, not Jimmy Garoppolo. And so, uh, again, their plan is to play Trey Lance. Their plan is to sink or swim with Trey Lance. That's their plan. Now we'll see how that unfolds here in the weeks to come. Talking with ESPN senior NFL insider Adam Schefter on Kenny and Carlin. And Shefty, last one from me. T.J. Watt's going to be placed on IR. What's the timeline that the Steelers have for when he'll be able to return to action? You know, look, first of all, the fact that he was put on IR this morning means he's out guaranteed Minimum of four weeks. So it's four weeks for sure. Uh, I think there's a chance with a guy like that that he could be back after the fifth week. I, my understanding was all along it would be about six weeks. I think that's probably a realistic assessment of when we'll see him again six weeks from now. Um, but, you know, you're talking about a torn pec, not torn enough that he didn't have to play so uh, or that he had to miss the season of surgery. But he'll miss at least a month, probably five weeks, six weeks, uh, and then he'll be, I would think, back on the field trying to make the types of plays that he made this past week in Cincinnati. Adam, great stuff as usual. Thanks. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL Senior Insider, joining us. And look, the T.J. Watt thing is very interesting, but just how much is it going to affect the Steelers moving forward? Can they survive the next few weeks without T.J. Watt? Because... They've got a big Week 2 game coming up this week against New England. We dive into that next. Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Stay there on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? This is one you're probably not going to relate to because you're 6'8". How about this story that uh, is in GQ this month. There are a growing number of men who are undergoing a radical and expensive surgery to grow anywhere from three to six inches. It requires Go, grow height. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to clarify. Because right, I'm I wasn't, sorry. I wasn't height. sure what you were talking about. Height. Okay. It's for the short kings out there, okay? okay. Height. All right. Anyway. It requires having both of your femurs broken. So here's the deal. You go in, this guy paid 75 grand, one one person in particular. It entailed having both of his femurs broken and adjustable metal nails inserted down in their centers. Each nail is made of titanium. It's both flexible and sturdy like bone and about the size of a piccolo, they describe it. But the nails are extended one millimeter every day for about 90 days with a magnetic remote. The bones heal, and then at the end of it, you have a new taller individual. Wow. I have so many questions, though. So they insert this titanium nail. Nail. Yes. And then they They extend it very slowly. Yeah, they, one per day. They, yeah, they one use millimeter this fancy per day. device to extend it. But but what happens to your skin in the process? But that's why it's one millimeter so, a day. So your skin stretches, just kind of so naturally stretches. stretches. It yeah. stretches the skin. Yeah. Okay. Do you have stretch marks then on your leg? No, I don't think so. No I stretch mean, marks. What do I know? I haven't seen anything on the stretch marks. No, because you know if you gain a little weight, you know if you're lifting weights, oh, and, and oh, you grow. Oh, I know. Muscle, you get you get you get stretch marks. So I'm just I'm, curious. I'm like, familiar. Like if you see a guy with stretch marks on his shin, did he have the extender done? I don't know, but it like the, it brings up so many other questions. Like, 
it actually, it's not going to help your dimensions, like yeah. the dimension of your body. Like, all of a sudden, you could look really weird like you're on stilts. You know, if, yeah. you got, if you got a six-inch extension that you went, it was like a four-month period yeah. that you had to basically be in ridiculous pain after having your legs broken yeah. to get it, and you paid a hundred grand That's to do it. That's the process of it. You're going through a whole lot. Yeah. For, for, I don't know if but the payoff listen, is there for that. I have friends who are less than six feet, and I'm not going to lie to you, one of the most important numbers. I don't know if I'm willing to go through that kind of pain well, for those eight. three inches. You're six eight. I mean, there, there is three inches that I would go through pain for, <laughs> but I don't know if it's that kind of pain. <laughs> not for that. Just saying. I, I know guys who are like five six would absolutely do it to be six foot. Absolutely. I, I don't know. If I was five foot eight, because I won't lie to you, I am six foot even. And I'm a legitimate six foot. Yeah. And that number six being the first number is incredibly important to me. Okay. Not 5'11 and three quarters. You're, I'm six, you're foot six feet. On the button. So you're above average height for a man. Exactly. So and that's a thing. Yeah. So I am right at six feet, but I understand where guys who are under six feet would think about getting ex- leg extension surgery, which is now available. For six figures, where you have your legs broken, a metal nail put in, and it is extended, or a titanium nail put in that is extended every day by a millimeter for 90 days. But you have to kind of go underground so nobody sees you, nobody's around you, and then you just have to reemerge, right? Yeah. This is like a caterpillar going into cocoon for a while and then coming out a butterfly. Like, I wonder what's, what would end up being, I guess it just depends who you're with and, and maybe how short you are or whatever, but like... Is that like when you, you know, start, when you decide, I'm going to throw on the toupee now? You know? Is it like that? Uh, you like, going to throw on the hair hat? No, yeah. you can't do it. Exactly. You have to go away for a while and then reemerge. Right. Kind of like what happened with Brian Urlacher. Remember Brian Urlacher yes. had no hair, disappeared from the scene for a while, and then all of a sudden he got a head full of hair? You have to do that. All right, now, but I have to tell you, like you at 6'8", this is going to be hard to relate to. You can't to. do what LeBron James did. You know what no. I'm saying? LeBron James was like, one day his hairline was fading away. The next day, yeah, everything is all good with his hairline. Come yeah. on, LeBron. Can't do it. Nah, you got to go P. Diddy. Like, remember P. Diddy's hairline? It looked like he had a two-car garage. Yeah. Now his hairline is all good. Got all his exes wanting to get back with him. I'm just yeah. saying, you got to you gotta go away for a while yeah. and then reemerge. You can't, right. you can't stay can't in the public. Can't be here today, tomorrow, all of a sudden, oh, hello. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> then it looks like exactly. you got the old spray can out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I know guys who are 5'7", five, 5'6", five, who, who would, might consider it, even having to get your legs broken. So the what's surgery. the height where it's like, okay, this is off the board, you don't need to do it? Is it 6'1", 6'2"? Once oh, you get I to that if, territory? I think if you're anything over 5'10". You shouldn't I, do I, it. I mean, I... I can only speak for well, myself. you just said that having a six in front of your height makes a difference. For me, it So does. if you're 5'10", you might want to do it. So you yes. can say you're 6'1". You might want to do it, but, like, is the difference between 5'10 and 6'1 that great? Eh, yeah, it probably is. It probably is. Is it? I think it is. I know there's some kind of statistic out there that in business, like, a lot of your CEOs are a certain height. They're, like, 6'3", 6'4", so yeah. maybe there's a complex that men in business Look, have that they no want to make question. sure that they're in that range. There is no question that you immediately command more respect when you're taller, consciously or subconsciously, from somebody else. Yeah. There is no doubt. Like, 
you know, like we talked about this yesterday, Grainy is fascinated by the fact that you are six foot eight. Every single time I go into the studio, he gets that damn apple box and he brings it out. Either he's going to stand on it. And Grainy's like, not short. Or like yesterday. He's not short. That's I, the point. He's not short. Grainy's six, six one. Yeah, probably well, right around there. Like, I mean, but yesterday he makes Jeff Saturday stand on the apple box. <laughs> just like, you know, Jeff Saturday was yes. a longtime NFL player. He doesn't need to stand on a damn apple box. Yeah, Dean Carlin, ESPN Radio. Actually, I think it was Dominique that got the apple box, but never mind. Well, he might need to. Well, he's a short guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You know, uh, we've talked about this a little bit. I am doing the Steelers game this weekend with Sal Palantonio mm-hmm. uh, on ESPN Radio, Steelers and the Patriots, and just watching some stuff and watching the Steelers defense and trying to get a feel for how they're going to navigate this without T.J. Watt. They have so much money invested in this defense. Canty, how about this? I looked at the Steelers' salary cap numbers. Mm-hmm. The top four players on their team right now are all defensive players in terms of the cap. Mm-hmm. And it's, I believe it's eight out of the top ten. And, like, at nine or ten is Chris Boswell in terms of the wow, cap number. the kicker. Yeah. Well, he got him a win. Right. Yeah. In terms of the cap number. So the point being, like, between Mika Fitzpatrick and Cam Hayward uh, on that defense and, you know, Larry Ogunjobi, who they signed this offseason. Mm-hmm. There needs to be enough to get the job done for a few weeks. That defense is the reason they won the game the other day, but T.J. Watt was there for the majority of the game. Chris, unless they start scoring more points and get to be an average offense, that defense has to continue to play like a, you know the second or third best defense in the league for them to win games. Yeah, that defense has got to step it up. And, and do it without teaching. And, and what I'm saying is it's not just the takeaways, but they've got to be a lot better on third down, which they were absolutely awful against the Cincinnati Bengals, allowing them to convert 50%. They've got to be good in the red zone, which was solid because I think they were they only allowed two touchdowns out of five red zone attempts. So that's solid. Mm-hmm. But, but they've got to find a way to be able to manufacture pressure, Carlin. And as far as pressure goes, the Pittsburgh Steelers only put – pressure on Joe Burrow 21.5% of the time. So although you have some good-looking sack numbers, the consistent pressure is going to be a problem, especially without T.J. Watt. So I'm curious to see what ends up happening. Is Alex Highsmith the good? Cam ha- can Cam Hayward take care of business? That'll be huge. Weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.